Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. I've got a few stories about Mount Airy and Mounts Park in Minnesota for you. But first, let's take a second to give a shout out to Magic Mind for sponsoring this episode. Magic Mind is the world's first productivity drink, and you can check them out at magicmind.co. If you haven't figured it out already, I like to casually Google creepy things, and sometimes I share what I've Googled um, for you all to hear. And so these are just Googled stuff. Who knows if it is legit? But I tried to Google Mount Area and Mounts Park to see what people have to say about those two areas. There are Native American folk tales about creatures that are two to three foot high in the Mounts Park area that resemble humans, except their skin is gray and can sometimes glow. Um, doesn't that sound kind of like a bun zone? to you guys, Hmong folks, you know? It's not a secret that these places are haunted, but I'm truly digging for its history, which is going to require so much more on my end. So take a listen to these stories and let me know if you have any stories of your own relating to these two areas. Please enjoy. Story one. Do any Minnesotan people know about these two places? Supposedly, both are hotbeds for ghostly activities. I have a cousin and his wife who lived with me for a few months in St. Paul. They had just started jobs there and needed a place to stay until they found a home. His wife was very nice and very chatty. She told us that when her family first moved to St. Paul from California, they lived in some housing complex located in an area called Mount Airy, and there were lots of other Hmong people living there. One day, she was doing her makeup and getting ready to go do something. When she finished, she came downstairs. As she got to the bottom of the stairs, she noticed that the TV was on and a man was laying on the couch watching TV. She just assumed it was just her dad. Casually, she said, bye dad, I'm going out. But there was no answer. As soon as she stepped outside, she saw that both her parents were both already outside. None of her siblings were home either. Shocked, she squealed and told her dad that someone was just in the house, so he ran back inside to check it out. He looked all over but could not find anyone. The next spot is Mounds Park. My brother-in-law's dad used to be a cop in St. Paul. One night, while he was patrolling during his regular night shift, he went by Mounds Park. It was past midnight, but he noticed some kids still running across the field. He flashed his lights and chased them down. There were four of them, and they were all Hmong. He was a little surprised that they didn't split up when running across the field, but when he finally was able to stop them, he said that they looked terrified. He got the kids to calm down enough to tell him that they were just in the park to drink and hang out. They continued the story saying that after a while, they noticed something hanging off a tree limb that wasn't there before. It looked like a body was hanging by the neck and it was struggling and twisting like it was still alive. They said it wasn't there when they first got there so it scared them and they all ran. When the cops backup arrived, some officers along with the canine unit went into the area where the kids said they had seen the person hanging from the tree. The cops found nothing. Story 2 My brothers say that Mount Airy homes were built on grounds that used to be a graveyard for fallen Native Americans. My cousin that lived there used to tell us that when he and his siblings were young and still able to see things, they used to go out and play tag at night. 
By seeing things, I mean that Hmong people have this belief that if you have not lost a tooth yet, you are more prone to see the supernatural. They would see huge, shadowy figures that looked as though they were riding horses. And late at night, they'd hear faint voices of Native Americans singing and chanting. Does anyone know about the tallest hill in Mount Airy? That area was where a young Hmong boy shot and killed himself because he stole from the Hmong store on Jackson Street. The owners caught him stealing and they were going to call the cops, and he had begged them not to because he didn't fear anything except for his dad, who at the time was an abusive father. As they were dialing for the cops, the boy ran out the door with his dad's gun in his hand. He went to the top of the hill and he shot himself. It's all fenced up now. To this day, late at night, kids can hear someone crying from that particular area. It has always been a cold spot as well. Hey listeners, it's my Yang. I'm always looking for ways to stay productive, and as you know, I've been sipping on Magic Mind drinks and making note of how it's been going. Magic Mind is a productivity drink, so I was interested to see how it would affect my productivity levels. And like I mentioned before, I take this drink in the morning, and I truly forget that I've taken it throughout the day. Now that I'm slowing down to really reflect, I am noticing some of the benefits of Magic Mind, especially the Rhodiola Rosia ingredient that I mentioned during the first batch where it works to decrease your stress levels. As a teacher, you juggle so many things and you make so many decisions within just one hour of your day. And if you're a teacher, you get me. You've got students asking you questions this way, some telling you a whole life story another way, and then you've got all these meeting emails coming at you. It's crazy stressful. At drink nine, I feel I have been able to find grounding within myself to carry on tasks in a much more positive mood and a calmer state of mind. I feel that it helps me organize in my head. It definitely doesn't make you smarter or any of that, but it does help me to um, clear my mind so I can organize my tasks. And because I'm able to do this, it also enables me to get so much more done a lot faster. It sounds like I'm saying it just to say it, but this is true. It's a genuine review. And that's just what Magic Mind has done for me. I feel like these kinds of things work on a person-to-person basis. And if you really don't know how it would affect you, you got to try it for yourself. I have a 20% off code to share with you guys. It's MIX, that's M-Y-X. And to use it, you can go to magicmind.co slash MIX, enter the code MIX, M-Y-X, at checkout. And remember, the best part is that they have a money-back guarantee if it doesn't work out for you. I'm going to include the link in the description of this episode, so make sure you check it out. Alright, back to the stories. Story 3 This happened to me when I was still a dumb kid in my early college years. I was two-timing my boyfriend at the time. I don't know why I did it, but I think it was just for the thrill and fun of it. It all started that one night that I decided to lie to my then boyfriend that I was going to sleep right after work because I had an exam that I really needed to stay up and study for. Instead, I was meeting up with this boy that I met at work. We've only known each other for about a week, but he was pretty cool so I thought, why not? We both worked at the restaurant not too far away from Mounds Park and we always closed together. By the time we were done closing, it would be like 12 or 1am in the morning. I only worked the weekends because I still had school. 
Anyway, that night, we planned that we were going to sit out at the Mounds Park area to hang out. If you live in St. Paul, Minnesota, I'm sure you know this spot. It is right past the highway ramp and it has this really romantic outlook to the city lights. And for being that late at night, there were surprisingly a lot of cars out with folks hanging out alongside us. Don't get me wrong, I wasn't there to do anything dirty, I was purely there to hang out. Well, I had this idea to do kind of a drive-in style type thing, I brought my laptop and downloaded a movie on it so that we could chill and watch it together. I don't know why I did, but I brought a scary movie to watch. I forget what it was called, but it was this Chinese horror movie where people get calls and they can hear a foreshadow of themselves at the second of their death. He brought snacks, so all we did was snack, eat, and laugh at how ridiculous some of the scenes were. I remember after the movie, we stepped out of the car to walk through Mounds Park. We talked about what it would be like to hear yourself dying. Would you panic? Would you scream? What would you do? Then I said something stupid. I said out loud that I don't believe in ghosts and I don't believe that they are real. And if there were really ghosts, I'd probably run across one by now since we were out here in the middle of the night and Mounds Park was rumored to be very haunted. He turned to me and gave me the most blank stare and said, you don't want to say anything like that. They might just be listening and take you up on it. I gotta admit, that freaked me out a little, but I just giggled. I hit his shoulders and told him to stop scaring me. We walked back to our vehicles and called it a night. I remember laughing out loud by myself in my car, feeling a little guilty that I had just gone out with a guy who was not my boyfriend. I lived about 10 minutes out from Mounds Park. As I started to drive, my phone rang. It was from an unknown caller. Who would be calling me this late at night? My mom? My boyfriend? Oh, duh, I smirked. It's probably that guy trying to scare me with an unknown number, especially after we watched a movie foreshadowing deaths. I didn't pick up. That'll show him who he's messing with. Then the phone rang again. Finally, I picked up and said, What do you want? There was no sound that I could hear. I wasn't sure if it was because I was on the highway that I couldn't hear or there was really no sound. I hung up and kept on driving. My phone rang again. I decided to pick up again and this time being a little more cautious of what I say in case it was actually something important. Usually if someone calls me more than once, it means they probably need me. I picked up and said, hello. And this time I heard someone whisper, Gona, can I come home with you? Confused, I said, who's this? Again, there was no answer, and so I just hung up again. At this point, I was truly getting spooked, and I knew I needed to get home fast. I was trying to decide if I should call my boyfriend or not because I was so scared, but I decided not to because that would give me away, obviously. I eventually got home, I parked my car, and snuck into my house through the back so that I wouldn't get in trouble with my parents. I glanced out the windows toward my car because for some reason, I had a strong feeling that someone followed me home. I didn't see anyone, so I just left to go to my room. My room was annoyingly the only room on the first floor, which made my life a whole lot scarier that day. If I screamed for help, who knows if anyone would hear me. I turned on my laptop and watched something funny to help calm my nerves. Eventually, I fell asleep. I woke up to my phone ringing. It actually scared me because I was afraid it was going to show an unknown number again. Instead, it was my boyfriend calling me. I answered and he screamed at me. 
Why didn't you pick up my calls? I looked at my caller ID. Looks like he tried to call me about five times. I asked him what was up and why he was calling me so early. It was only 7 a.m. I had a 9 o'clock class. He asked me where I was the night before. I told him I was probably sleeping. He told me that he had a missed call from me and that I left a message. I asked him what I said in the message because I, for sure, did not call him. He explained that I didn't leave a formal message but he heard a male voice talking in the background. I immediately thought, uh oh, did I accidentally butt dialed him? I calmly told him that I did not know what he was talking about. I asked what time this phone call was at. He exclaimed that it was at 3.13 a.m. and questioned what I could have possibly been doing that late. I didn't say anything as I was remembering when I got all those strange unknown number calls, it was right around that 3 o'clock time. I clicked my phone to check when the unknown numbers called. To my surprise, I couldn't find it. It was like that moment never existed. I was speechless at this point so I joked saying that it was probably my ghost boyfriend calling him late at night. My boyfriend got annoyed and hung up saying that the next time he calls, he expects an answer for this question. Were the phone calls just me imagining things? I tried not to think too much about it. I had other problems. I needed to figure out how my boyfriend got a call and how to come up with an excuse for what he had heard even though I myself had absolutely no idea what that call was about. Anyway, after that night, I started to have really weird dreams. The dreams were always the same. It always started with a knock at my window. And when I go to the window, I would see this super handsome guy telling me to let him inside the house. In my dreams, I would always get scared that my parents would hear, so I always told him no. One night, as I was just about to fall asleep, I thought I heard a knock at my window. I thought it was just me half-dreaming, so I ignored it. Then, clear as day, I heard the knocks again. It was three slow knocks. For some reason, I wasn't scared. I was rather annoyed. Being kind of a skeptic, my first thoughts were that it was a tree branch swinging toward my window. I slept in such a way where my back was facing the window. I know, I'm a skeptic, but I'm still kind of scared to face the windows when I sleep. Anyway, I turned around hoping to see a silhouette of a tree branch. I saw nothing. I convinced myself that it was the wind flinging stuff at my window. Eventually, I fell asleep. That night, I had a dream that the handsome boy was back. He asked me why I did not open my window when he knocked. I told him I didn't know what he was talking about. He told me that he wanted to show me something and that it was in his hands but I would need to open the window. Again, I told him no and that I would be more than happy to just meet him outside of the house in public instead. Then I woke up. I forgot about that dream when I woke up and just went on with my day. That day, as I was commuting home from school, I passed Mounds Park again. As soon as I passed it, I had this weird chill go up my spine, and then all of a sudden I got lightheaded. I closed my eyes for just a split second, and I swear as I was closing it, I felt a cold hand brush on top of my hands. This made me jump back into reality. I drove home not saying a single word because I was scared out of my mind. As soon as I reached home, I told everything to my older sister. She shook her head slowly, laughing while scolding me that this is what I get for cheating and going out late at night. She suggested that I tell my boyfriend first of all, and then tell our parents because they probably know what to do. 
That night, I texted the boy that I worked with and asked if he had been experiencing strange things. He joked that yep, he was getting phone calls foreshadowing his deaths. I stopped him and I asked him again. This time more seriously, he said he had not been experiencing anything strange. I thanked him and I left the message there. I asked to sleep with my sister in her room. She made fun of me a little, but eventually she told me yes. For the first time, I didn't have the dream of that handsome boy. Skip to the night after that, I felt brave enough to sleep in my room, but not brave enough to sleep by myself, so I asked my sister to sleep with me. Once again, she made fun of me, but eventually told me yes. She slept closest to the windows. The next morning, she told me that she had a really scary dream. She dreamt that a demon man was looking for me. It pounded on the windows, demanding for my sister to let him in and to allow him to have me. My sister explained that you couldn't really see what it looked like. It almost looked blurry, but the thing was tall, dark, and it had bloody red eyes. She explained that it was the scariest dream she'd ever had, and it felt extremely real. She refused to come into my room after that dream. I figured it was probably time to tell my parents about all of these things. They were disappointed in me, of course, but called a shaman to help anyway. I don't know what the ritual is called, but they had to create a doll version of me. They placed this doll version of me in a basket, placed some other stuff in there, took it to Mounds Park, said a few words, and then just left it there plain as day. They also changed my name. My parents wouldn't tell me what this was all about, and I'm assuming everything has to be done in secrecy. I would think they were trying to trick the demon or ghost into thinking that the doll was me so it wouldn't follow me anymore, and it would follow that doll instead. The name change was probably to mask me. The night before all this ritual, I had a dream about that handsome boy again. He told me that it was nice to see me outside of my home and was disappointed that I wouldn't go with him. When I woke up, I thought about how in my other dream, I told him to meet me outside and the day after, I felt a cold hand touch mine. After this event, I am no longer a skeptic but a believer of the paranormal. My boyfriend and I broke up for obvious reasons. I also stopped talking to the guy at the restaurant. I actually quit my job so that I can just stop seeing him altogether. I truly believe that what I experienced was karma coming at me and I got what I deserved. Ever since this incident, I didn't date for years and when I finally did, I didn't think to go out late ever again. I also didn't think to cheat again. Thank you for listening to Mix in the Dark. I am your host, Mai Ying. Mix in the Dark is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast series. If you have a story that you would like to share, please send it to mixinthedark at gmail.com. If there's a story that you really enjoyed, feel free to hit up my tip jar on Venmo. Just search Mix in the Dark on the business tab.